I've been recovering from an eating disorder for about a year now. Before I get fully into everything that I want to talk about, I just want to say sorry for not releasing an episode last week. I was planning to, but I was just really busy. I had friends over Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thanksgiving on Thursday, and then Jenna came down Friday. I just didn't have time to film, so I'm extremely sorry for everyone who was a little disappointed by that. Um, But I'm back, and this episode is going to be talking about eating disorders, specifically anorexia. So if you guys feel triggered by that in any sense, please click off. Um, I'm just warning you. It's nothing too, too bad, but, you know, that's invalidating my own disorder. Okay, I cannot say that. Um, (laughs) But I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. I was actually planning to do this last week, but I was busy and... It's time, it's, time, it's time to get into it. I feel like this topic is really big to get a background on, um, obviously, just to like see where I'm coming from. But I want to start off with I've always been really tall. And because I've always been really tall, I've been bigger than everyone else. So because I wasn't necessarily bigger, though, like I just viewed myself as bigger. So I've more or less always been taller than everyone else. And everyone was always like, oh my God, like you're taller than the guys. And I feel like that kind of just made me a little insecure in the sense that I felt like I was bigger too. And I hated the fact that I had to look down at everyone because it was just so like weird to me. Now my, my, you know, family always complimented, sorry, how tall I was because like, you know, I have the long legs and whatever. And... I was just always insecure about, like, how I looked. I wasn't necessarily insecure about my weight until, like, 6th and 7th grade. I just had so much on me. Not, okay, that sounds so wrong. Okay. I just had more muscle that weighed more. So because muscle takes up so much mass, that's what I had. And like my entire life when I was little, like especially like when I was really getting into riding in like sixth grade and seventh grade and especially eighth grade was I was gaining so much muscle because I was just doing so much. Like I would go to the barn like five days a week, ride for like an hour and be there for another hour. So like it was fun for me to do, but It was just overwhelming for me to, you know, accept that. And I wasn't ever the biggest fan of my height either because especially in fifth and sixth grade when like, you know, you have growth spurts and stuff like that. It's like I was so tall and everyone was like, oh my God, you're so tall. And if you don't know me, I'm 5'11". I'm 5'11". Both my parents are really tall. My dad's 6'5". And... That's that. But I think that was kind of like a root of why I was, why I was insecure. And not only that, but I grew up with my mom and dad always trying to lose weight. And I never saw a point in it either. Like, I was always like, this is stupid. Like, I'm growing up around people who always feel like they need to lose weight to feel beautiful. I get it to lose weight if you need to be healthy, if it's like concerning your health, but I'm talking about like, it was constant. 
So it made me feel insecure that when I was older, I would have to lose weight. And it's not that I was on Instagram often or I was following anyone that was like editing their pictures to the point where it wasn't realistic, which a lot of stuff on Instagram isn't realistic, guys. But I just, I feel like seeing a lot of the girls around me because all the girls around me were so petite and like so small and like had the perfect body. And like a lot of them did like high intense sports. Not that I didn't do a high intense sport because I did. It's just a sport that requires more muscle. So you look different. So I just felt so insecure about that. And then sixth and seventh grade rolled around when I got insecure about my weight, which is the thing is, is that I don't know like what made me, oh, excuse me, what made me insecure about my weight. It was just like a subconscious thing. And I think also part of it was that as I talked about my equestrian um, episode, it was my first one, was I talked about how weight can be a big factor and how your body looks can be a big factor in riding especially in the discipline I do which is hunters and it's all about the equitation body and looking like slim and fit but also having the muscle to do everything and I talked about developing developing an eating disorder a little bit there but I because I was so tall I looked tall on moon and I looked big now necessarily I wasn't throwing him off balance at all I looked tall on him I'm not denying the fact but I just it's, I wasn't heavy on him though because I was so light on his back and he never got back sore the entire time I rode him. So that made me insecure because I felt like I was getting too heavy for him because of my height. And I want to say that was one of the reasons why I got insecure about my weight. Not that anyone talked about my weight in a bad way, but I was just like, I hated it. And also I think part of it was like sixth and seventh grade when we had to do the screenings the health screenings I hated the fact that the teachers saw my weight and like I hated the fact that like that was a day designated to do that because I think it's the stupidest thing ever especially when it comes to like gym and stuff like I just think all of that is so stupid because I feel like gym sometimes requires you or not necessarily requires you but programs your mind to make yourself do move your body in ways you don't want to move your body You get what I mean? Like the running, running isn't for a lot of people. I'm not saying that running isn't bad, but it's not for a lot of people. Certain sports, like, like if you're playing like basketball or something like that and everyone and people are better at it than you are. Some people enjoy it. Some people don't. Like, I feel like it's just a cycle of programming your mind to get you to move your body in ways you don't want to. So I always hated gym for that and I hated the screenings and I hate going to the doctor. Like I hate like that and just weight is a really sensitive topic for me. Same with working out because I literally convince myself that I have to work out to lose weight. Like I have to work out all the time when like going on a hike or going on a walk or like something like that. It's just good to at least move your body, like move your body in healthy ways that you want to do. And it took me forever to like realize that like moving your body shouldn't feel like a task it should feel fun so for example like when people bring up like they have to work out or something like that for a sport or something like that it doesn't necessarily bother me but then it makes me feel like I have to do that or makes me feel like I'm not in shape anymore especially with the fact that I don't ride anymore so it's not bad 
for me to, it's not necessarily bad that I don't ride anymore because the reason I quit riding was because a lot of my anxiety and a lot of my eating habits that were bad were based off of that sport. So of course I did what's right and I'm not that anxious about it anymore. But part of me also wishes the fact that I still rode just because it's so addictive to ride. It's so addictive. Just like being there and being able to do whatever was so addictive. But I was stressed. I was stressed. I would panic over the smallest stuff that people said because also this sport can be so toxic. And not to go into the sport anymore, but it was a big base of my body and stuff. So, um. There was that. But I wasn't necessarily, I didn't necessarily go to a barn that really mattered about like your body or your weight. It was just hard being on a pony when you were, I want to say 5'9 at the time, 5'10. So I feel like riding was a little bit about my weight and how I looked and how I hated my height, but also the screening in gym. I hated gym. It was like in swim. Oh my God. I mean, once I got over it and like I liked swim, it was fine, but like gym. I hated gym. It was the worst thing ever. It sucked. I hated it. And I I really think that gym shouldn't necessarily be like some type of thing that you have to do. But um <clears throat> yeah, so in 7th and 8th grade was when I also got really insecure about like my hair and stuff because I didn't know how to take care of my hair. My hair's curly and I I didn't know how to take care of it at all and I didn't I didn't know how to style clothes right to really like shape my body I was just I was hiding myself because I never had time to myself to really be like wait this is who I am and obviously I feel like when you go through puberty and stuff like that like you lean out a little bit because like obviously weight is going in different places in your body especially when you're a woman but like I think I just didn't know who I was at the time too. So my style was all over the place and wasn't complimenting me. I was only focused on school and like how other people perceived me. And I was stressed about riding. My anxiety was getting worse. I just didn't, but I didn't know that. (laughs) I was so oblivious to it looking back because I was just like, oh, this is normal. Like it's hormones. But like, no, Hannah, you have anxiety and that's that. And that. Yeah, that's, I feel like a lot of it, that was kind of all over the place, but sorry if you guys can hear my dogs, but that was a part of it. And that was the main reason I feel like growing up as being taller affected me so much and growing up in a family that all they ever wanted was to lose weight. Everyone in my family, all about being healthy, which I'm not saying that's bad because I, I'm thankful that I am aware of healthy foods that I like and I eat pretty healthy. Like if you see me eat throughout the day, I eat pretty healthy, but we're not going to talk about eating at the moment because we're about to get into some deep stuff about that. (laughs) Um, But thank God I grew up learning how to eat healthy and proportionate, but I grew up with the constant like fast diets of like the diet culture. That's so bad for your body because you lose the weight and then you gain it back like that because that's not what your body needs. Your body can't have that. And I watched my mom and dad go through diets that did not help them and it just made them worse. And I kept like, I wanted to tell them, I was like, look, this is not what your body needs. 
Like this isn't what your body needs. I, and it's, it's so frustrating sometimes to still see people do that, especially in my family. Cause I want to help them, but it triggers me as a person because I know for a fact that doesn't help. It just messes you up. So I think a lot of it was growing up with people trying to lose weight all the time and gym and the school system with that, the screenings in PA and throughout schools and um, riding. So I think it's time to get into, a, you know, the deep, deep stuff. I hope that last segment made sense. Um, I was kind of going all over the place <laughs> uh, just to make sure that I said everything I wanted to say, but I'm going to get into what happened during my eating disorder and the depths of it. So if you guys feel like you're going to get triggered, please click off. I don't want anything to trigger you or make you feel like you're invalidated because you're invalidated and I will be talking about a disorder that's very competitive. So that's that. So April 2020 was where it started to get bad. Um, it didn't, it wasn't necessarily like the like peak of how bad my eating disorder was. It was the, the thought of it. And basically, I literally remember the thought going through my head being like, if I didn't ride or if I didn't ride Moon... I wouldn't have to worry about my weight. Okay, Hannah, then maybe you should have quit right then and there. But no, I wouldn't have had anything to do during quarantine. So that was that. And that's the reason I got insecure. And it was just because of how I looked. And not only that, but I was started, I was started to obsessively weigh myself. That I hated my weight. And I would plug it into the BMI calculator and, calculator. and if you don't know what that is, it's literally the calculator that determines if you're overweight or underweight, whatever, right? But it doesn't take in any, like, of your muscle mass. So it's just kind of, like, the estimate, which isn't always healthy. And I hated it because I didn't wrap my mind around the fact that, like, no matter what weight I, went, I was, I was beautiful. And, like, no matter what weight I was, as long as I was healthy, I was fine. And like, I was healthy to my doctor too. Like it just, I hated my weight so much because I was like, I felt so big and I grew up around, not grew up, but I was like, I hung out with a lot of girls that looked like the ideal beauty standard. And I, I was always so insecure about it. So April 2020 was when I was like, kind of like, okay, maybe I'll stop eating snacks. Like I just should just stop eating snacks, just only eat meals. So like, you know, six hour difference from, from lunch to dinner. Like, yeah, okay. Your body needs food about every three hours, Hannah. Let's educate yourself. So if you just heard my knuckles crack, congrats. <laughs> um, so that's when I started contemplating on it. And at first, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, like, work out. Like, I'm just going to do, like, a bunch of, like, sit-ups and, like, push-ups and, like, everything like that to the point where, like, my body aches. That lasted for a week and I was done with it. And then I started to stop eating, like, gradually. Like, it was just, like, gradually. Like, I just kind of, like, shrunk my stomach. Until May and June... 
that's when it got, it didn't get noticeable, but that's when I was only eating maybe two meals a day. Like I wouldn't eat anything until like 1 p.m. And then June and July is when I started counting calories. Um, let's just say toddlers have to eat 1,200 calories a day, at least, to sustain their diet. I was not eating that. I was eating less than that. Now that's a toddler. Imagine how much a normal human who's going through puberty and is growing needs, right? So not only that, but it was also summer. I was cold all the time. I was wearing hoodies and shorts all day, every day, baggy clothes, which it's a big thing. Like when people start wearing baggy clothes to hide their body and eating disorder, but necessarily for me, I guess it, I didn't notice that. Like I didn't notice I was wearing baggy clothing to hide it. I was just like, cause like I hated when I wore like kind of like tighter clothing, but like it was subconsciously, like I didn't really like recognize it until like looking back at pictures. Right. I would just, I wouldn't have the energy to do a lot of stuff. I would be anxious about going out to dinner. I would be anxious about liquid calories. Now, a lot of people, like some people are different. Like some people like are more scared of liquid calories than they are food or, but some, or some people are more scared of food than they are liquid calories because they feel like they don't count. I was scared of liquid calories. I wasn't scared of like genuine like food, like, but the, also the thing was, is that I literally ate low calorie food the entire time. I was more scared about like liquid. So like I was scared about coffee. I was scared about like, I would literally only allow myself to have like coffee and like one other drink that wasn't water. If not, I'd only allow myself to have coffee because I was scared of the liquid calories in that. So that was that. So I was always scared of liquid calories and like, I, I, I like food was kind of scary to me. So like, but like all I really allowed myself to eat was like meals and I wouldn't let really allow myself to eat breakfast. I would only like allow myself to eat really, really, really healthy things though. It was like, it was like acai bowls and like rice and eggs and that's all. Like I, I would, I would literally like, especially when in like when school started, like September, I would only drink coffee and until my lunch period, I wouldn't allow myself to eat anything. And I, because of that habit, I started to give myself times of when I could eat. So like, I'd be like, okay, wake up at seven in the morning, you get coffee, you cannot eat until whenever fourth period was over, which was 11. I would not allow my, and even I dropped out of band by accident, but like, I'm kind of glad I did, which kind of sucks that I don't even do band anymore, but it's whatever. Um, I'm a lot less relaxed. I mean, a lot more relaxed, (laughs) Um, but like, so even when I accidentally dropped out of band in like mid-October, I wouldn't let myself eat until 11 at all. So it was just a cycle time. And like, you know how people say like, you shouldn't eat anything past eight o'clock because then you're going to get bloated in the morning and you're going to feel disgusting and you're going to gain weight. That is false, by the way. But still to this day, I get scared of it. Um, I mean, now I'm better. I wouldn't let myself eat anything past eight o'clock. 
maybe eight o'clock. Sometimes I wouldn't let myself eat anything past seven. And that was that. And even now I'm a little scared about times like that, but not as bad. Like I don't care when I eat throughout the day now. I just know that I need it. I need it. But when it comes to food and like the calories and stuff, like I wouldn't let myself eat enough at all. Like, and when you, when, when you don't eat your, let yourself eat. And here's the thing though, is that I wasn't necessarily over-exercising myself. I just wasn't giving myself, myself enough food due to the sport that I was doing every other day. And I would like do lessons and I, I would like help at pony camp during the summer, during pony camp. I thought I was going to like lose a lot of weight because of, you know, whatever. And during pony camp, I wouldn't eat anything in the morning and I would only eat lunch. And even then I wouldn't have a lot. It just maybe be like a snack and maybe a sandwich. Other than that, I wouldn't eat anything until dinner. And I would drink excessive amounts of water. So like if I ate one thing that was scary, like fries, for example, I would eat like five fries and like drink like half a glass of water so that like my body would flush it out faster. So I was kind of just bloated with water all the time. But at the same time, I looked skinny and I looked petite and I looked sick. You can, and the thing with me though, is that you can tell it in my eyes. You can tell everything in my eyes. You can ask Jenna, Becca, Lila, Tyler, anyone who knows me. You can like, you can tell it in my eyes. So I was anorexic, but in September I got depressed. Honestly, I think I've been depressed a lot longer, just high functioning. I never really like considered it, but I was, I was depressed and obviously like going through an eating disorder, you're going to make yourself depressed. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of just like the, that's what's going to happen. And I developed, my anxiety worsened from it, but my anxiety also worsened from riding. Um, and before my eating disorder, when I was talking about gym, I remember having a panic attack. One of my first panic attacks I fully remember of having to get weighed. It wasn't hyperventilating, but it was the, like, you knew what it was about. But, like, you couldn't do anything about it. Like, you felt it was hard to breathe. So, that was that. And, um, October rolled around, and I remember posting a picture This is actually on Becca's birthday, so I'm sorry, Becca, I love you. But I posted a picture with something I got when me and Becca went shopping together for her birthday. And it was a selfie. And it was me doing, like, the fish lips. This was, like, my signature pose for when I was depressed. And showing off my jawline. By the way, my skin was clear. Which sometimes I miss because, like, you know, clear skin is nice. But it was also because I wasn't eating. And I was drinking so much water. Not that I don't drink water. I do drink water. Like, a lot of it. But, and a couple months later, Gemma told me that when they were with their friends, and they were like, when you posted that, that's when I was like, crap. Crap. And, um, I, I remember that. 
and that's when I was like, Jesus Christ. And the thing with an eating disorder is that you can't tell the person to recover because it's their choice. I'm not joking. I was on the brink of possibly being hospitalized. Like if I went for another month or two, I probably would have been hospitalized because I was so underweight for what I was doing. That to the point where I was surprised that I even stuck out that long for riding and like shows. Because I did a lot of shows in like the fall. My clothes were hanging off of me. No matter how small my size was in clothes, it fell off of me. I went down two sizes, maybe three. And I went down like what, 30, 40 pounds. Obviously, I gained some of it back because that's what my body needed. But it was a little hard for me at first because when you when you're first in recovery, it takes a little while to gain to gain what you need back. But um, yeah, um, and I remember in November, I was like, you know what? I'm sick of destroying my body. I'm tired of being tired all the time, like physically and mentally, but I'm tired of being anxious over food. And like, I still to this day envy anyone who can just like grab food and not have to think about it, which I'm starting to get to that point, but it's subconsciously I think about it. Like, physically, I don't, like, I don't, like, I'm, like, oh, my God. Sometimes I do, but subconsciously, it's, like, you just ate. Like, what are you going to do now? You know what I mean? And I envied people. And I want to say, like, the end of October, I started to get better, but then I kind of got worse. And then around Thanksgiving was when I decided that I was, like, you know what? I'm tired of this. Like, I'm tired of destroying myself because nothing fits me anymore. And I felt so bad. I felt horrible that not only did I want a new style, but nothing fit me at all so no matter what size I tried to get it wouldn't fit me and I felt bad that like my mom when I went downstairs my mom was like why aren't you wearing that I was like oh because like it doesn't fit me and I felt so bad I was like it was just tiring so tiring and not only that but like seeing people like when I was with my friends I had fun but I wasn't myself you know what I mean and it it sucked. It was, it was frustrating. Just like my anxiety is frustrating, but it was frustrating. And really quick before I jump into my eating disorder recovery, I wanted to talk about how people view you after you lost all this weight. Now, I'm not saying that it wasn't bad that I lost weight. But the only part about it was that I was at an unhealthy weight, but everyone viewed me so differently because I lost weight. So it was like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And like, you're so pretty. And I didn't get any of those compliments until I lost weight. And like a lot of my family would like point out being like, oh my God, you've gotten so skinny. Okay. Yeah, I know that, but that's kind of the point. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's so big not to compliment or comment on people's bodies no matter if they have a good relationship with food or not. It's just like an automatic no. And after my eating disorder, I obviously changed my style and stuff because I learned 
how to like become myself more like honestly I really think like as much as I hate having an eating disorder I really think it's an important that I went through it even though like I shouldn't have but like I went through it in the sense that I've completely changed now I mean obviously it made my anxiety worse but like it's like now like I'm healing from my eating disorder and I can't thank my eating disorder enough because in a sense it kind of helped me become who I am and that sounds so bizarre but I genuinely have changed my style and I dyed my hair almost a year ago so it's December 3rd Wednesday next week will be a year since I've had my hair dyed like this and and if you don't know what I'm talking about go on my Instagram but I just I feel like once I lost all that weight, everyone started complimenting me. And that almost invalidated me because I wasn't as confident before my eating disorder. I definitely wasn't confident in myself. And confidence makes you more attractive, which is, let me tell you, confidence makes you attractive. So if you're not confident, then you're not attractive. Just saying. So maybe y'all should start loving yourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. I just had to say that. But um the minute I became confident, it kind of radiated to everyone because it made others want to be confident, which is totally, I'm glad that I supported that. But I didn't start getting compliments until I lost weight and I dyed my hair and changed my style. So basically, I didn't start getting compliments until I was like the idealistic pretty. Not saying that I don't mind compliments on like how pretty I am. But because my hair was long, I got compliments. Which, speaking of that, I don't get as many compliments as, as I used to since my hair was long. So I don't understand that, even though I'm more confident with my hair shorter. Jesus Christ. Also, I only got compliments when my hair was straight and long. What is that? Fix your compliments, guys. Jesus Christ. Anyway, besides the point. But... um. No, I didn't start getting compliments until I was like, the definition of aesthetic. Okay. Like, thank you for complimenting me that I'm aesthetic because I very much pride pretty things and pretty art and like my style. But why when I lost weight? It was literally when I lost weight and looked like practically dead. And then in like December, January, February, March is when I got the most handful of compliments because... Because I was still recovering, but my body wasn't fully nourished yet. But I was also really happy at that time. And I don't know. It was just so, it's so bizarre to me why people, the minute you look like the ideal version of something or someone or the ideal version of society, that's when you start getting compliments. Like when you're skinny, that's when you start getting compliments. When you lost all this weight and practically starved yourself, that's when you start getting compliments. I just think that's bizarre. Anyway, that was just another thing that happened. And it doesn't mean as much to me. Like, I don't really care about it as much. Like, I'm just kind of, like, grateful that, like, people are noticing how much pride I take in not necessarily how I look, but, like, how I feel. And, like, I express that through, like, my hair and, like, my style and stuff and my body. Not that I'm saying, like, I love my body, but not that I'm saying, like, I'm using it for that purpose. I just express myself more like with like how I feel through my like my body expressions and like my um like body language. That's all. That's what I meant. Sorry if that came off in the wrong way, but 
I just find that bizarre that like if you look perfect like that's when you get the most compliments so I feel like we should change that because I never got compliments or anything when I looked how I looked I didn't like how I look excuse me I didn't like how I looked but like I don't know like I just think that's kind of bizarre besides the point that was that and it does that stuff doesn't really affect me as much I just think that's kind of like messed up and even then like people who used to not really like me started complimenting me once I changed my style and lost weight that's messed up that's fake just because I look pretty people think like I have such a good personality which like this is this is gonna come off in a real really egotistical way but I'm not meaning for it to but like I do like my personality like I don't mind my personality like a lot of people compliment like that they feel like they safe around me and like that's a really big compliment for me like when people compliment that type of stuff for me I like feel like so amazing so that's why I created this podcast because I want to be able to make you guys feel safe even if it's just through a podcast and my voice so anyway that but people like just because I was pretty they were like oh my god now I love her okay well in sixth grade you didn't love me sorry (laughs) anyway I just felt like that was a big thing to talk about because I feel like a lot of people who deal with eating disorders that make you lose weight deal with that okay so it's time to talk about recovery and what happened with that so okay so I guess I started recovery about a year ago it was kind of like on and off in the beginning of like November and I was kind of like uh, uh, um, because the thing with like wanting to recover in an eating disorder is that you like the control. I liked having the control of my body like that. You know what I mean? Like, I think it just, it was just like that, that addiction of like being able to be in control like that. And it, it takes a while for your mind to click with the fact that it's better being healthy than not mentally, physically, and emotionally. So that was a really big thing. So I kind of decided like it was like Thanksgiving break and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of sick of like being sick. (laughs) So I decided to start recovering only because like I think part of it was that seeing like when the realization of seeing other people wanting to try to help you, but you like aren't letting is like that makes me feel hurt because at the same time I'm like. I always want to be the life of the party and my, my ED wouldn't let me do that. So I decided to start recovering November 26th, which was actually a couple days ago. And, um, I didn't, I kind of forgot about it. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I started recovery and I had a couple I had for the start of a couple months, I had those times where I wouldn't stop weighing myself. So like in the start of my recovery, like I was so obsessed with my weight that I wouldn't go a day without weighing myself. And it was like another sense of control because I feel like knowing my weight was like really important to me so that I didn't gain weight. And that was a sense of something subconsciously like that I didn't understand wasn't a part of recovery. But I still count it as recovery only because I stopped counting calories. Like I stopped worrying about that. And obviously like seeing calories now is a little triggering, but it's not like on purpose. Like if I see it, I'm just kind of like, oh crap, whatever. And then just like dive into it. 
but it's nothing really that bad. Um, and then came around summer and I slowly stopped weighing myself. Like I kind of like forgot and then I just like stopped and I haven't weighed myself in a while, which is kind of like a little victory win and you know, like fear foods and stuff. But also when it comes to recovery, your brain kind of like makes you subconsciously eat the same thing every day. So like I had my safe foods and I didn't eat anything else other than those foods. And sometimes like I still do that subconsciously because I'm just like, oh, this is what I eat every day. Like this is normal to me. And like, because it's, I'm not stepping out of a comfort zone. I'm not stepping out of the fact of like something that's the unknown. So that's a really big thing. Um, but also there was times in my recovery that I didn't want to eat, but I didn't purposely not eat. It was just a, like, I don't feel like making myself food because like, I feel like sometimes making myself food for me can be like really overwhelming in the sense that I don't want to, but I know I have to eat and recovery isn't linear. Healing isn't linear. So it takes a lot to continue to do it. And I feel, I, I don't like when people say they fully recovered from your eating disorder. Like if that makes you feel better, do what's right for you. But in my mind, I feel like it's nothing I'm ever going to be fully recovered for, from. You know what I mean? Because I'm constantly dealing with it every day. Like if I want to lose weight, that's going to be my first option. That's going to be like, oh, there's no other way to do that because that was the most effective for me, even though it wasn't for my health. Does that make sense? And knowing what, if you have someone that struggles with an eating disorder, knowing like what their triggers are is so important too. Because I remember like in the first couple months of my recovery, all of my friends were so supportive in the sense like, oh my God, was that triggering? Like, and I don't mind when people ask that. Like I want people to ask me like if it was triggering. And I feel like after, this is my opinion, but like, I feel like after half a year, people start to forget that like you have a, like you have an eating disorder. Because I feel like at some points people just think, oh, it's recovery. Like, it's not like it's going to get super bad again. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the natural way of healing and recovery of struggling with eating here and there. Like, like in personally, like I've been struggling with eating recently because I don't want to make myself food. So if I don't make myself food, then I don't have to eat, Right. So, especially with the holidays, I can get, like, overwhelmed with the food, which is normal. A lot of people feel that way. Um, But I feel like people forget about it. So, especially, like, with me, I feel like a lot of people have forgotten about my eating disorder. So, if people, like, check in and are like, oh, like, did you eat today? Like, that means a lot to me. Like, that means the entire world to me. Because... You, like, tell me, you ask me that, and it makes me feel like you still care about, like, my recovery. You know what I mean? And I think that's just really heartfelt. So that was just kind of my recovery and what happened. Um, and I can't really think of anything else at the moment other than I kind of stopped weighing myself and counting calories. It's just, like, sometimes I have my safe foods, and a lot of the times it's subconsciously, too. It's, like, sometimes, like, I'll eat, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm not going to get anxious over it. But then subconsciously, like, my mind makes me get anxious over it. But I don't know that because I'm not consciously thinking it. My subconscious is thinking it. Like, my eating disorder is in the back of my head thinking that. That I don't really, like, think about it. 
Um, so yeah, and I kind of want to wrap it up with the effects of recovery. Let me tell you, I never knew my body did this until recently. So when it comes to starving yourself, right, your body goes in starvation mode and uses the last protein it has when you don't eat enough. Not only that, but your stomach shrinks so much. And my stomach is so sensitive. So like if people are like, if I just ate something and like you're near me and you hear my stomach, that's not me hungry. That's my stomach trying to digest like that. And I remember in the first couple months of recovery, I would eat something and the next hour I was tired because of how much energy my body used to digest that one singular food. No matter how big the meal was. Which, is, which was kind of overwhelming because I knew I need more food, but I just started recovery. You know what I mean? It was just a lot to take in, but after a while, my body kind of balanced out. But the only thing is I lost my hunger cues. I don't really like, my stomach doesn't growl for food unless it's like in the morning and I, didn't, I haven't had anything to eat that day or like I've just had water. That's the only thing. Other than that, I don't really get hunger cues. I just get headaches and like hangry almost. Or like sometimes I even get anxious if I like, if I want food, but I don't understand that. So I, a lot of the times I kind of like mistake a headache. That's really my body saying it needs food or energy. So that was kind of interesting. And not only that, but I bruise really easily now. Not that I've, I feel like I've always kind of bruised a little easily, but I heal extremely quickly. So I didn't lose that, but I do bruise really easily and I can't retain body heat. I used to be a hot box. Like I could not stay cold. I don't retain body heat now. My feet are always cold and my hands are always cold. And um, like I'll get hot, but then I get cold extremely quickly and then I can't really warm up. So, and I, I like shake, like it's so, like especially in the winter. Now in the winter, if I'm in my room, my room gets really hot because I have a big radiator for heat, but that was that that was that's something that astonished me what else that affected me oh yeah if I don't eat often like my stomach shrinks in a week like back to how it was like my my stomach's really sensitive now from that um my stomach's really sensitive and that's really all. But the biggest thing is the hunger cues. I feel like a lot of people kind of like stop talking about that because like that's such a big thing. And I also feel like a lot of like the mental stuff, like for when it came from an eating disorder, is that like some of it is still ingrained in the back of my head because like I was in it for, I want to say like nine months to the point where like I kind of just trained my brain to think that. But like I slowly have to like retrain my brain into a new thought. So it's like, like for example, I was scared of gaining weight. I had to train my brain to think like, oh, I'm gaining weight and eating the right amount of food my body needs, but because I'm gaining weight, it's because my body needs it. It's like I'm gaining weight from normal food or a normal food intake because my body needs that and my body needs to be at that weight. And I still have those days where I don't think that, but it's a big thing now that like if someone tells me that like they're struggling with eating, like I'm like, okay, look, don't do this to yourself. Don't do this to yourself. I promise you don't want to go through it. Like, it's like, and like, it's just like a really big thing for me because like, because I personally experienced it, it sucks to see other people experience it. And there's so much better ways to do it and to like 
feel okay in your body. So I've always, and I feel like I've always kind of been a strong advocate for like body positivity and, um, you know, that type of stuff. But yeah, the, the mental effects subconsciously, like you have to like almost like train your brain a new thought. Like you literally have to fake it until you make it to make your brain believe that. So it's like, I'm just going to go into like a quick tangent about this really quick. So it's like, you think one thought and it's like, for example, like I'll do something simple. It's like, like, oh, gaining weight is bad. I'm, I'm eating too much because I'm getting weight. No, I had to train my brain and be like, no, that's not correct. I'm eating enough for my body and my body is replenishing itself. And I had to like constantly think that and believe it and make it into like, um, into a belief. Um, I can go, I can talk about that in another episode. Cause I feel like that's also a really big thing when it comes to like anxiety and like other mental health stuff, like even in depression, like I feel like that's like a big thing when it comes to like learning that, like changing like thoughts into beliefs, like that's a really big thing. Anyway, so that was just kind of like some of my recovery and I want to let you guys know if you're struggling with this and feel like the need to reach out to anyone, like please DM me on Instagram. I am more than welcome to like let you guys talk to me Um, or if you feel like someone else is struggling with it and you don't really know how to help, I don't... I hope this podcast like kind of like helped you or if you need help learning how to help a loved one who has an eating disorder like please reach out to me um or in general just reach out to me um but that was my little eating disorder story I'm gonna leave a little Q&A up in case you guys want to leave any questions feel free to ask questions about my eating disorder I'm so open to talking about it I'm so open to letting you guys know like what it is about and everything like that so yeah um I hope you guys enjoyed this episode this means a lot to me and have such a lovely day bye